At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast from NBC Sports Edge. This is our MLB Power Rankings show where we break down my weekly MLB Power Rankings column that goes up on NBC Sports Edge every Tuesday. We're recording this on on Monday night, April 11th, right after opening weekend of the 2022 regular season and a big slate of day and evening games on Monday as well. I'm Drew Silva. Joining me here and every week throughout the season is my co-host, Janice Scurrio. Welcome in, Janice. Hope you enjoyed our first string of meaningful baseball games. And and is there anything specific that you're looking forward to this week? I love meaningful baseball. I like meaningless baseball. I I, I think it's all all very fun to watch. But the thing that I'm looking for this week, uh, tomorrow, is the White Sox home opener in which I will be in attendance for. Uh, So... Vince Velasquez is going to take the mound for the White Sox against the Mariners and the home opener on the south side tomorrow. Uh, Drew, I'm not exactly sure what to expect. Uh, You're shaking your head, and yeah, I'm kind of the same way too. Uh, But the White Sox were struck with injuries to Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn, uh, that strong one-two punch in the rotation. Uh, Velasquez's spring training numbers were very bad. Spring training numbers are weird anyway, but a 727 ERA in eight and two thirds innings pitched in four games, uh, including three homers. Uh, so he looked mighty hittable in spring training, uh, but maybe he can turn it around in time for the first week of meaningful baseball. Uh, he was signed to act as a swing, swing man in the rotation. Uh, so these early injuries means he's swinging to the rotation quite early. Uh, but I, I definitely agree uh, that there's really no little to no fantasy value there. So hopefully it is an enjoyable ball game otherwise. Yeah, we'll get into the White Sox a bit more uh, there. Spoiler alert, they managed to, to hang in my top five, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that rotation right now. There's not a ton of changes. I mean, we've most teams have played three or four games, so we don't overreact in this power rankings column or in this on this power rankings show, uh, but there is a little bit of shuffling, and, and I'll kind of explain my methodology to that. Uh, before we get started, a little promo note. The 2022 MLB season is underway and NBC Sports Edge is giving our listeners a special offer. Get 22% off an annual Edge Plus subscription when you use promo code BASES22. Get expert insight and access to tools that will give you an edge against your competition at one low price. 
Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus. Use promo code BASES22 at checkout to save big this season. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we'll jump into these power rankings. If you're familiar with the show from last year, we'll do a deep vi- deep dive on each of the teams in the top five and then discuss the three biggest risers and three biggest fallers from the previous week to the current week. If you want rankings and observations on all 30 clubs, check out the full power rankings column on Tuesday. It usually goes up late morning, early afternoon, depending on how long it takes me to actually write the thing. All right, start us out, Janice, with the top five. Absolutely. So uh, at the top of your top five, uh, you've got the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, So what an eventful weekend for the Jays. They seem to already be threatening uh, the Twins' MLB record of 307 homers in a single season. Uh, But, yeah, it seems as if there is a huge offensive powerhouse already up in Toronto. Uh, but yeah, what about those Jays? Yeah, I, I sort of hinted last week on our first power rankings episode of the year that I felt like the Blue Jays actually might be the number one team in baseball leading into the year, the fewest holes of any club that I could see. And I just kind of wanted to give the Braves their fair due as the reigning World Series champions. And we'll get into the Braves in a second. So yeah, already making that switch in my rankings. You can call it an overreaction if you want. But again, it, it's not really a reaction to anything that has changed it was just kind of leaning already that way with the roster that they have the offense and and the pitching staff Toronto scored 20 runs in its three game season opening series against the Rangers hit seven homers like you mentioned so already the big bats are out a 10 to 8 win on Friday four to three win on Saturday before blowing an early lead to fall 12-6 to the Rangers on Sunday Uh, so the offense is off to a good start could have been a better weekend pitching-wise. Uh, Jose Barrios was dreadful on opening day. Hunjin Ryu struggled on Sunday. But I have a lot of faith in that rotation over the long haul. Alec Manoa was on the mound Monday night against the Yankees for his season debut. I was going to check that box score. I have a lot of shares of Manoa in fantasy. Uh, on, only one hit allowed over six scoreless innings for Manoa. Four walks, but seven strikeouts so I'll take that that'll definitely work uh, what was that score three nothing in the bottom of the ninth so Blue Jays possibly getting a big win at Yankee Stadium on Monday night George Springer had a second home run of the year in that one a two-run shot in the third inning if he can stay healthy 
Springer and, and be the leadoff catalyst for that deep and dynamic and powerful lineup, like look out. So yeah, the Blue Jays grabbed the number one spot for, I guess we'll call this week one. Right. So week one, number two, the Atlanta Braves dropping down just one spot. So the acquisition of Matt Olson's already already mm-hmm. paying off. Uh, he had a three he had a three three hit game on Friday, went two for three on Saturday, and went deep on Sunday for his first home run in a Braves uniform. Uh, so he's already uh, putting in the work. Uh, but what about the rest of the team? Yeah, I love that fit. I, I said on last week's show, I think he's even a better fit for them than Freddie Freeman was. Um, yeah, four-game series split with the Reds to open the year. But some encouraging aspects within that, Matt Olson, especially, like you mentioned, he's 8 for 14 entering Monday's series opener against the Nationals and hit his first Braves homer, like you said, in Sunday's game against Cincinnati. That was a 6-3 loss. Uh, but also had a couple of doubles over opening weekend. Austin Riley with a double, a homer, and three runs scored already. Kyle Wright was terrific on his first turn through the rotation on Saturday. Only two hits, one walk, six strikeouts over six scoreless innings. Kenley Jansen nearly blew a big lead on Friday in his Braves debut, but did manage to close out a, a six or a seven to six victory. So overall, some good, some bad for the defending World Series champs four games into the 2022 season. Kind of uh, awaiting the return of Ronald Acuna Jr. around the end of this month. We should do like a weekly Acuna update until he gets back. But I was I was honestly looking for like what he's up to in his rehab. But all the headlines on him right now are, are having to do with that odd Instagram Freddie oh, Freeman. The, the Freddie Freeman uh, weird translation uh, fiasco. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. And, and I'm not sure I want to like just deep dive and fact check. I, I feel as if I would just spiral if I did so, that. <laughs> I, it's like something that I didn't really want to get into. Um, same, like, same, yeah. When, when I saw the story pop up, I, I like read the transcript of what Acuna said and I watched Freddie Freeman on MLB Network and I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really need this in my life right now. Um, <laughs> Acuna's working out and, and targeting a late April, late April activation. He's going to return as their DH and then move to the outfield, possibly in like the first second week of May. So uh, that'll really boost this Braves lineup to, to even greater heights. Okay, at number three, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So they actually had an interesting opening weekend. Uh, so the first time since August of 2018, uh, the Rockies have won a home series versus the Dodgers. So uh, Chris Taylor said, after yesterday's loss, I still don't think top to bottom we're swinging the bats as well as we can. I'm sure some of our pitchers would say they aren't throwing their best either. So a little bit of a slow start for the Dodgers. Not the most encouraging opening weekend for the Dodgers to to lose a series at Coors Field, which, as you said, doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Max Muncy went one for 13 with three strikeouts. He's kind of still working back into form um, after dealing with an injury at the end of last season. Freddie Freeman was two for 12 uh, over opening weekend. The only home run came from backup catcher Austin Barnes uh, at Coors Field, which is surprising. Chris Taylor had two doubles, but there was only one other extra base hit recorded by a Dodgers player, and it was that Barnes dinger. Uh, Collective slugging percentage under 300 across the three games in Colorado. Uh, But, yeah, let's get real. I'm not worried at all about the lineup Uh, they're going to hit. The one maybe big concern that you hinted about is – and, and it could be legitimate as Julio Urias. Um, he started Sunday's series finale at, at Coors and retired just six of the 16 batters he faced in a 57 pitch outing 
no strikeouts, only four swing and misses, uh, and his fastball averaged 91.4 miles per hour, which is way down from the 94.1 mile per hour average from his full-on breakout last season. It's early, and you know there was an abbreviated spring training, and I don't know what the weather was like in Denver. It could have been a little bit cold uh, compared to what w- was happening in, in Arizona during the spring. Um, yeah, that, that shortened spring hurts pitchers more than hitters. I think we've seen that early on. Uh, with some of the workloads so far. But, you know, it's something to monitor with Urias, the velocity ahead of his next scheduled start this coming weekend against the Reds. Hopefully he can bit or get back on track. I uh, would like to see a little more oomph on his pitches. Absolutely. At number four, the New York Mets. Uh, so uh, to be a Mets fan is a fun time at the very beginning of the season, it seems. <laughs> uh, the Mets have been in first place for five days. Interestingly enough, Francisco Lindor has a 222 weighted runs created plus. Uh, That is ridiculous. So on Sunday, uh, Carlos Carrasco held the Nationals to a single run, just a Nelson Cruz homer over five and two thirds innings, uh, making his first start since uh, offseason elbow injury. So really promising look for the Mets so far. Yeah, I was especially impressed by what we saw from Carrasco on Sunday. Scattered just two hits over five innings of one-run ball. Like you said, struck out five, did not issue a walk. He retired the final 15 batters he faced. Carrasco was barely on the radar in shallower fantasy leagues this spring. Had an average draft position of 253.5 on Yahoo. Uh, But he's back to full health now, and he told reporters that he can finally – fully strengthen his arm, which allows him to throw more of his arsenal and to throw all of those pitches more effectively. Like you look at his pitch mix from Sunday, uh, just one third of the deliveries were fastballs. That's down from that being nearly half of his deliveries last year as he just wasn't at full strength and didn't feel good about his off-speed stuff. Carrasco was able to throw more sliders and split changes now. Um, so that's a significant development for a Mets rotation that's going to be without Jacob deGrom for an indefinite period of time because of that stress reaction in his right shoulder. Mark Canna is, is proving already to be a heck of an under-the-radar offseason pickup. He's 7 for 10 with three walks, two RBIs, two runs scored through three games as of Monday. Uh, Starling Marte also as of as of Monday, four RBIs. Francisco Lindor, like you mentioned, is is doing his thing. Already has a homer and a steal, so... Often running for the Mets, certainly offensively, and then the rotation I think is is calming some concerns with how Carrasco has looked so far. At number five, uh, I've already talked about them already, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, so they took two out of three uh, from the Tigers on opening weekend. Uh, Andrew Vaughn is already hitting very well, uh, so well that he's sparking trade rumors. And the reason being is because, like I mentioned before, uh, Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, uh, both on the injured list pretty early. Uh, same thing with Garrett Crochet, uh, who was lost to the season uh, to Tommy John surgery. Uh, so Lucas Giolito will probably be out for at least two starts. Uh, Lynn is going to be out for two months. Uh, so the big rumors right now uh, are that uh, the White Sox are currently uh, shopping for another starter. Uh, I know uh, Frankie Montas has been brought yeah. up a couple of times. And I'm not sure I want that to happen uh, due to the asking price uh, the A's apparently want, uh, which is Andrew Vaughn. And I am not quite ready to uh, pull the trigger on that. But otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, we're already seeing uh, some pretty uh, interesting offense from the White Sox so far. But like you and I mentioned before, the pitching is still kind of a question mark. 
Yeah, Vaughn would be a lot to give up. That's a lot of years of control. Um, yes, for yes. I think Frankie Montes is great, but he's only under control for this year and next. They yeah. got to be careful about that, of, about overreacting. And yeah, I, I kind of told myself that I wasn't going to dock any teams based on win loss type of results from opening weekend. It's just too small of a sample size, but. I was going to maybe move some teams around if there were any major injuries and already without Lance Lynn following surgery to repair a torn tendon near his right knee the the White Sox just lost Lucas Giolito to an abdominal strain and his opening day start on Friday against the Tigers. Yeah, so now their number one and number two starters are both on the injured list. Hopefully for Giolito, it's, you know, he just misses a couple of weeks and and returns. Uh, Dylan Cease looks capable of, being a de facto ace for a stretch, he had eight strikeouts over five innings of one-run ball in his season debut Saturday against Detroit, generated 13 swinging strikes, including nine on his slider alone. But now they're going to have to lean pretty hard on Michael Kopech, who's still getting built up, and Dallas Keuchel and Vince Velasquez, who I don't really have much faith in either of them. Uh, could be tough sailing rotation-wise until Giolito is able to get back to full health. One Mankata, too. I almost forgot about that one. It was revealed on opening day that he suffered a strained oblique at the tail end of camp, uh, I think in their final exhibition game, and is out for three weeks. So some early bumps in the road for your White Sox, Janice, and facing a tough couple of upcoming series against the Mariners, like you said, at the top of the show, and then the Rays after that. But, you know, they did just take two of three from a Tigers team, a Tigers team that a lot of people can think, you know, think can make some noise in the AL Central this year. Um, so in general, it was a it was a fine opening weekend, and I'm sure the home opener will will be a blast on Tuesday. Wonderful! I'm very much so looking forward to it. Yep. So top risers, let's talk about your top risers for the week. So uh, at number six, uh, climbing up one spot from number seven, uh, the Houston Astros. Uh, so uh, they just released their City Connect uniforms. In my opinion, I feel as if they're probably the strongest. Uh, they're pretty really? clean. I do. Yeah. I like, I like the colors and I also think that, yeah, the gradient is also pretty clean too. I I, I can see on your face that you disagree with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they're going like space themed, I guess it should look kind of futuristic and kind of campy. Yeah, um, for sure. And I love camp and baseball uniforms. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I just, I, I loved the nationals city connect jerseys. D- did you like those? I, I did, uh, but I did not like the font. I think if they stuck with the like the OG Washington script font on the on the front, then it would be a little more cohesive. But I thought the yeah. block like wash or whatever is was a little too monolithic. It, it was definitely a little too brutalistic for me. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I think they could have just done like a nice script nationals and use the cherry blossoms to kind of feather around that. But overall, I, I, I don't really like the nationals uniforms, like their main uniform. So I was like, they, I think they finally stumbled on upon an identity with, with the cherry blossom theme. Um, but anyway, back to baseball. Yeah. I, 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 with the Astros, I, I've been blowing the Jeremy Pena siren on like every possible yeah, platform. Yeah, he's, he's like six for 15. That That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I really think he's a solid long, long odds bet for 2022 AL rookie of the year. There's, you know, front runners like Bobby Witt Jr., Julio Rodriguez, even Spencer Torkelson, who are getting a lot of buzz, but Pena tore it up in the Grapefruit League this spring, and he had two three-hit games on opening weekend, including his first career home run 
a very smooth player all around. If, if you've gotten a chance to see him, I think a worthy successor to, to Carlos Correa, at least from the early returns. Let's not go too crazy. Um, a big agony, a, a big opening weekend for Alex Bregman too. a couple of homers, six RBIs through four games, earned his second career AL player of the week award. I was surprised when I saw that, like, but it seems like Bregman should have more than two AL player of the week awards, but um, he gets his second one and on opening weekend, Kyle Tucker, a pair of homers. He's been a monster since the beginning of 2021, the third best OPS of any American league player in that period behind only Vlad Guerrero jr. And Shohei Otani. Um, so the offense is doing its thing. And Framber Valdez, Jose Arquiti, Justin Verlander were all solid the first time through the rotation. Jake Odorizzi even pitched pretty well against the Angels. Uh, so the Astros looking good from the jump as the heavy favorites to win the AL East. They rise a spot this week. Right. Awesome. So at number 10, uh, also rising a spot, we've got the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, yeah, they're really testing uh, that no defense, massive offense strategy here. <laughs> uh, so they did win the series against uh, or, or this weekend against Oakland. Uh, yeah. Kyle Gibson had a really strong start on Saturday. Uh, he went seven innings, uh, gave up two hits and struck out 10. Yeah, I mean, Gibson was a, a former top prospect. And if they can get even just some innings out of him, that further lengthen, lengthens that very like top end talent heavy rotation. Um, I should note that I, I moved the Phillies into the top 10 before that mess of early innings on, on Monday evening against the Mets. I was watching that as, as I was writing up some notes. Alec Baum committed three errors at third base within the first three innings. Uh, they really need to stop playing him at the hot corner, but DH is full in, with what they did in the offseason, and so is first base. So it's kind of like, you know, where can bomb best be positioned to, to succeed at, at the major league level right now? I don't have the answer, and it wouldn't really appear that the Phillies do either. I kind of feel bad for the dude. Um, and then Ranger Suarez allowed more than two runs just once in his 39 appearances last season, finished with a ridiculous 1.36 ERA in 12 starts and 27 relief appearances. But then he allowed two runs in the first inning of his season debut Monday night against New York. Suarez did settle in a bit from there, but uh, the bomb errors elevated his pitch count and he got lifted in the third inning. I was going to, let me check the score there though. Uh, this is tough to do as the games are going on, but that's the cross we bear. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize the, the Phillies took a five, four lead Whoa! with a five run eighth inning. And, and did they wind up winning? I don't think it's uh, just finished five, four Phillies victory. Oh my goodness. So yeah, Mia Culpa rescinded uh, the top 10 is where this team belongs. And I, I feel confident having them there. I did not realize they had yeah. that comeback. That is some validation right there, <laughs> man. The Mets are Metsing in the early part of the year, I guess that's crazy. Oh, man. So that completely invalidates what I said earlier, that the early part of the year is a great time to be a Mets fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was bound to happen, bound to be it a was, big let letdown. And opening week. Yeah. Uh, some other good news beyond that comeback victory. Zach Wheeler is set to make his 2022 debut on Tuesday against the Mets. He fell behind in, in camp this spring because of a right shoulder issue, but it has thankfully proved to be just a minor scare. Huge expectations for Wheeler coming off his second place finish in the NL Cy Young Award balloting last year. At number 21, climbing up two spots, uh, the Chicago Cubs. So they took two out of three uh, from the Brewers for their opening series at Wrigley Field. Uh, Seiya Suzuki hit his first home run of the season yesterday, yep. a three-run shot. 
Uh, Marcus Stroman threw five innings of one-run ball in his debut for the Cubs. Uh, so uh, the, the Brewers-Cubs series was pretty interesting. Uh, so uh, there were a couple of uh, uh, HBPs uh, exchanged throughout the course of the series. Uh, so on Saturday, uh, the Cubs won over the Brewers 9-0. Uh, so it looks as if Keegan Thompson hit Andrew McCutcheon on the left hip with a fastball. And that was just one of seven HBPs in the first two games of that series. Oof, woof. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be one heck of a rivalry, I think. Yeah, Keegan Thompson got a three-game suspension on Monday. David Ross, too. I don't know if he got three games, but he got some some form of suspension. I believe he got one game. One game. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about Seiya Suzuki, though. What a debut yeah. weekend for him. Crushed a Freddie Peralta slider on Sunday for his first Major League homer, 462 feet. Out to left center field, it landed a good 25 rows up the bleachers there at Wrigley Field under the scoreboard. He's three for eight with six RBIs, two runs scored, four walks through three games. Um, here's a fun note that I'm totally stealing from someone on Twitter. Actually, uh, Jeremy Frank at MLB Random Stats. So Suzuki has been thrown 29 pitches that were outside of the strike zone. He's taken 28 of them. 26 were correctly called balls and two were incorrectly called strikes. His one chase so far, he connected on it for an RBI single against Brandon Woodruff. Whoa. Yeah. So that's a good, yeah. Especially if your chase rate is, you actually make like a, you actually connect on that. That is pretty good against yeah three of the best starters in baseball, maybe the best pitching staff in baseball. Um, This guy's going to be really fun to watch even as, yeah, the many holes on the Cubs roster, I think, begin to emerge as, as we move along. But Suzuki batted 317 with a 433 on base percentage and 636 slugging percentage over 538 plate appearances last year, his final year in Japan. Um, and that profile is showing through so far the great batting eye, the plate discipline, and some serious power to boot when he connects. The Cubs are two and one after claiming their season opening series against the reigning NL Central champion Brewers, and and the Brewers are big-time favorites in that division again, but I think we're talking about them here in a second. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Uh, So we're going to segue uh, to our top fallers of the week. So at number seven, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. There Uh, they are. like we we literally just mentioned, uh, they dropped uh, two out of three uh, to the Cubs over the weekend. So reigning NL Cy Young winner Corbin Burns looked awfully hittable on opening day. Brandon Woodruff was also roughed up on Saturday. He threw 40 pitches in the first inning, uh, so he did not really have a great spring training. Uh, it looks like a lot of his spring training woes are kind of carrying over into the regular season. Uh, so in spring training, he went 0-3 with a 10.80 ERA with six home runs and 11 and two thirds innings in the Cactus League. So uh, Brewers pitching staff uh, looking a little rough so far, Uh, but on the brighter side, uh, Willie Adamas did hit the Brewers first home run of 2022, a 442 foot blast. I noted on last week's show that Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta combined for a 2.59 ERA and 640 strikeouts in 490 innings last season. And then here on opening weekend of, of 2022 against the Cubs of all teams, Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta allowed a collective 13 earned runs on 13 hits and 10 walks over just 12 and two-third frames, 12 strikeouts. And not what you want to see out of the gate from that three-headed monster in the rotation, but obviously just one turn from each so far and probably nothing to fret about at this very early 
juncture on the baseball calendar. Christian Yelich is showing pretty well so far. Top five right now and average exit velocity behind only John Carlos Stan, Teoscar Hernandez, Joey Gallo, and Byron Buxton. That's a it's, good sign. Yeah, I mean, it's silly to look at average exit velocity less than a week in, but those other four names, Stanton, Teoscar, Gallo, Buxton, are, are the kind of names you'd expect to be up there, so it's nice to see Yelich up there too. The Brewers were the Orioles' opponent for their home op- opener in Baltimore on Monday afternoon and fell 2 nothing, uh to the O's. So the Brewers are now 2-for-22 with runners in scoring position through four games. I still think this offense is like just good enough, especially in that NL Central division, but those who had qualms about it uh, are kind of being proven right in the early going. And then when Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta don't shine, this is kind of what you're left with, a 1-3 and three start for the Brewers through four games. You mentioned earlier on the show uh, that the shortened spring training is definitely going to have effect on uh, pitchers. And do you feel as if this is probably a residual side effect from that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's easy to – it's an easy thing to blame it on. It's also just baseball, and it's really hard. And, you know, opening the season at Wrigley with some tricky weather conditions can be tough. I'm sure Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, if they're healthy, will be, you know – racking up strikeouts and being among the ERA leaders and, and winning Cy Young votes, if not winning the entire award uh, come the end of the year. I, I think it's too early to worry. Let's, let's re-examine it in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll circle back to this later on. We'll circle back. At number 11, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, so there were some tough luck losses uh, in the series versus the Yankees over the weekend. Uh, but I found this fun fact. Uh, I, I don't know uh, who I got this fun fact from. Uh, you can yell at me later. Uh, the Red Sox currently rank first in the AL in the AL in, in with a bullpen ERA at uh, .69. So that's a total of 13 innings, nine hits, one run, four walks, 15 strikeouts. Uh, that's a, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and also Cutter Crawford, that's a great name for a pitcher, by the way. Yeah, I got his first win yesterday. Uh, so they had uh, some pretty tight losses to uh, their eternal rivals, uh, but uh, they managed to squeak out uh, with one win. But otherwise, um, do, you, do you sense any danger uh, here with the Red Sox? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, dropped two of three to the arch-rival Yankees over the weekend, fell to the Tigers on Monday in Detroit as well, so now a one and three record through four games for the Red Sox. Um, Enrique Hernandez is 0 for 17 with five strikeouts, including his results from Monday. I think that's already raising questions about why he's so seemingly locked into the leadoff spot for manager Alex Cora. Hernandez did have a, a nice second half last year, but his career on base percentage is 317. His career batting average is 241. Is that really who you want as your table setter ahead of Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Trevor Story, Alex Verdugo? I, I can't say I understand that. Um, the pitching staff, you mentioned the bullpen has been pretty good out of the gate, but I'm worried about the talent level in that in that bullpen. I'm not so much worried about the offense outside of the leadoff question, but this staff, this pitching staff could crumble fast as we move along. And with a a one in three record out of the gate, I think there's probably some early panic mode in in Boston. And it's somewhat justified given that the lack of top tier arms on the roster, that was very much apparent throughout the off season. And the Red Sox front office didn't do a lot to, you know, repair it. And I, I we'll see. I mean, they did overcome the lackluster pitching staff last year. 
but the offense has to shoulder a, a heavy load, and so far it really hasn't. So, yeah, Boston falls out of my top 10 this week, and I'm a little bit worried it's going to get worse once the pitching gets worse. I mean, the pitching has kind of been the strength so far, which is scary. Right. And at number 22, your final faller of the week, the Texas Rangers. Uh, yeah. So what happened here? Uh, so the Rangers, uh, they lost two. They had one comeback win uh, versus Toronto. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, that happened on Sunday, a 12-6 mm-hmm. victory over the Blue Jays uh, in Canada. Uh, so the Rangers still have a potential to be a pretty high off- offense team, uh, but pitching for now seems to be the big downfall. Uh, yes. So Tom Gray uh, landed on the injured list with a blister. Uh, so pretty much, uh, yeah, uh, Dane Dunning is probably their other uh, big starter too and I know he's kind of uh, (laughs) and I know too he's a former White Sox so yeah yeah but anyway uh, yeah the Rangers were supposed to come out of the gate with all these big just uh, high high value uh, free agent signings Uh, but I know we're only literally like three games in to the season Uh, but uh, did you feel as if there's a little bit of trouble with the Rangers or yeah I mean a lot of it goes to the John Gray thing. Like, I mean, they also fell to one and three on the year with an extra innings loss to the Rockies on Monday that, that finished up this evening. And the offense is much improved, you know, like after a big offseason of spending. And shout out to Brad Miller, especially. That was an underrated addition. And Miller had an explosive opening weekend. The pitching, though, like, that's it's just such a different story. John Gray signed to a four-year, $56 million free agent deal this winter, positioned as the Rangers' number one starter, like kind of by far to open the season. And he goes on the IL with apparently a pretty bad blister um, after giving up three runs over four innings in his debut for Texas on Friday against the Blue Jays. So that leaves the Rangers' rotation as Dane Dunning, who's kind of a failed former prospect, Spencer Howard, Taylor Hearn, Martin Perez – and then whoever's going to fill Gray's spot next turn and possibly the turn after that. So it's just, it's not a great rotation depth chart. It's, you know, below league average. It's one of the worst rotation depth charts, if we're being real. Yeah. Um, Joe Barlow, who's kind of the closer by default, he gave up a go ahead homer to CJ Crone in the ninth inning Monday uh, before the, the Rangers fell in extras. I'm, it's not optimistic that the pitching staff can keep the offense in, in the hunt at all or even get the team back into the top. 20 of my rankings. It was definitely the lineup that had them up there. And the fact that they actually spent money this winter when many other teams in this area of the rankings did not. Um, But but hey, it's baseball and it's not even mid-April and maybe I'll have to eat my words at some point. Um, Speaking of eating words, that'll do it for us on, on this week's Power Rankings show. We like to keep it nice and tight at around 35 minutes, and I got to go write the column anyway. Um, <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. Check out the Power Rankings column. It goes up every Tuesday on NBC Sports Edge. Again, late morning, early afternoon, somewhere in there. Rankings, observations on all 30 teams. If you didn't hear us talk about your team on the show, we'll def- I'll definitely uh, dive into them yep. in the column. Um- Tell them to get better or get worse, and then we'll talk about your team. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly correct. Uh, (laughs) Rate and review the Circling the Bases podcast. We love five stars, but any feedback is welcome. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Drew Silve. Janice is at Scuriosa. And peace out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. 
Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.